Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's good, my people, and welcome to the Believe in Heat podcast. I'm your host, Warren Shaw, and it's my first episode on the Believe Network. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Shouts to the team at the Believe family for allowing me to have a little bit of fun here with the Miami Heat. Before we really begin, I just want to say be sure to tap in with the Believe Network. All the shows can be found on your favorite podcast outlet or right on Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. And make sure you tap in on social at Believe Network. So since this is my first show, I got to give you the rundown. A little bit about me. I'm a longtime journalist and podcaster in the NBA space. I've worked in multiple outlets like Yahoo and Dime Magazine. I'm also one half of the dynamic duo of the Baseline NBA podcast found on the Mighty 19 Media Network. Shameless plug, but rock with me. You can definitely find my non-heat takes over there. I happen to live in the Miami area, so my heat stuff is pretty much rooted in what's going on here locally. But if you don't like my takes, you can holler at me, cuss at me, just rock with me either way on Twitter at Shaw Sports NBA. All right, that's enough of all that. Let's check in with what the Miami Heat have been doing. Let's do it. So as we record, the Miami Heat are now winners of five straight games after dropping four straight seemingly just a week ago. They've beaten the Kings, the Celtics, the Bulls, the Raptors, and now just absolutely lambasted the Charlotte Hornets at home, setting a franchise record for 23 threes made and a second highest scoring output of franchise history of 144 points. It's looking great for the Miami Heat with two games left, sitting atop the Eastern Conference at the number one seed. Playing the Atlanta Hawks and the Orlando Magic to close out the season, I don't think the Heat have anything to be worried about. Looking like the number one seed will be completely locked up and they'll be getting a lot of rest heading into the playoffs. One thing to watch with the season coming to a close will be kind of the rotations that Spolster rolls out there. Um, he may want to rest some of these guys as they lead into the playoffs. That might give open up times for guys like Oladipo and, and Morris, who we saw kind of dominate the Raptors game a little bit and see if they can get their groove back and be ready to contribute when the playoffs start. All right, good people. That'll wrap it up for this segment. Let's go ahead and tap into some of that heat culture. Miami Heat culture is a system based on discipline, hard work. Hashtag heat culture. The Miami Heat culture. Heat culture. Miami, culture. Miami has developed this culture that is known throughout the NBA. Heat culture. And on this week's heat culture segment, allow me to introduce <laughs> one of my favorite personalities going on right now. She is an NBA NFL personality, one of the most lively people on Twitter. Don't hop in those spaces because you don't want that smoke. Let me tell you about it. She's also a published model, man. She's got it going on. It's my good friend now, Joy D'Angela. Joy, what's popping, yo? How are you feeling? What's good? What's good? How are you? I, I can't complain, man. I'm here rocking with the Miami Heat on the Believe Network. And, you know, it's kind of an interesting situation for me, but we can get into that a little bit later on. Um, I wanted to kind of start this. I don't know if you ever saw the movie um, Brown Sugar, right? But what made yes, you fall yes, in love yes, with hip hop, right? So I want to know what made you fall in love with Miami Heat? When did you become a Miami Heat fan? <sighs> It's crazy because, you know, a lot of people look at me and they're like, oh, yeah, she loves Russ. I'm a huge Russ fan. However, I've been a Heat fan longer than, like, Russ. So I've been a Heat fan since I was, like, five years old. Like, I was a Heat fan, like, when they won their first championship in 06. So I've been a Heat fan for a minute. And pretty much how it happened was my dad was a Shaq fan. I'm a daddy's girl. So initially I became a Heat fan because that was when Shaq was on Miami. 
So, you know, um, after that happened, after the championship, I stayed. When LeBron was there and left, I stayed. When we had Justice Winslow and Josh Richardson, I, I stayed. I was there. I was loyal. <laughs> so now we're back up, finally. But um, that's what made me fall, fall in love with Miami. But I will say what I like the most about the team is the grit, the culture, which is a real thing. Because people think, people have a lot to say about the heat culture and if it's real, if it's fake. It is a real thing let me say all that so um that is what that's that's pretty much how i fell in love with miami just you know um me just you know kind of growing up into it and then also just the grit the culture the grind like i, I just love it i love how they do things over there so yeah no, I mean, and I think that's that's a perfect response, right? So I want to even dive maybe a little bit deeper into that as well, too. When when you think about heat culture, and you outlined it here a little bit here towards the end, but when you think about heat culture, what does that even mean to you? So when I think about heat culture, I think of the next man up mentality. And the next man up mentality is something like there's so much like packed into that. For one, you have to be gritty and, and confident and believe in yourself to even play in like the next minute role, I guess. So, you know, whether if it's, if it's Jimmy out, if it's, if it's Tyler out, if it's whoever, they're going to step up. It is happening in the playoffs. You know, I've seen it happen, happen several times in the playoffs. Um, and it's still prevalent, you know, even today. So I feel like the next man up mentality is a, is a huge thing for heat culture. I think Eric Spolster has done a, has done a tremendous job of keeping it that way because he's a hard nosed coach and you know looking at him like you wouldn't think that he's like a nice guy but like when I saw <laughs> I've never seen Spo that mad when um when him when him and Jimmy were going it I said okay I ain't never inside of Spo but Spo can get down or dirty too and I respect it so I feel like everybody from the coaching staff to probably the freaking water boy can get down so I respect that and, and obviously you know you got his Haslam. You got to give him credit as well. He's kept that heat culture. He's kept that, you know, just the 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 no nonsense yeah. culture. That's that's pretty much what it is. And so, yeah, that's that's pretty much what heat culture is. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, man. And there's nothing. And there's no shame in that as well, too. I mean, you so you just touched on it. So I got to ask from your perspective, almost like the Will Smith, Chris Rock slap. <laughs> I think when I saw UD, Jimmy B, and, and Spo kind of go out, I was like, ah, right, is this real? And then I think there have been some other heat pundits out there. I was like, listen, you know, that's all fake. Or Spo was feeding into that to kind of fire up the team because they had been in a little bit of a losing streak. So did you see that? When you saw that, what was your first initial reaction? That was real. That was yeah. 100% real. Um, The thing is, is that, you know, I don't see them faking that, you know, for what? You know, yeah. like, what, what, what is, what are they, what are they getting out of that? You know, as far as Eric Spolster, you know, goes. Now, obviously, I think that Eric Spolster went at him to motivate him to play better. But I think that Eric Spolster's anger was real. Because you can see in the huddle, like, Jimmy had said something to him to make him react yeah. that way. And, you know, I don't think that they would display that for no reason. Um, so, yeah, I think it was 100% real for sure. All right, that's what's up. We're talking with Joy D'Angelo. Make sure you follow her on social <laughs> at Joy D'Angelo. Common name, common spelling. That's what's up. So let's talk a little bit about the squad. You know, as we're recording here, uh, they've a little bit on a little bit of a winning streak. Um, that's great for them as they're heading into the final week or in the final week here of the NBA season. Just as you've watched this team progress throughout the year, what were some of the highs and some of the lows for you thus far? And obviously, they're going to watch you because now, listen again. I, I introduced you, and I was like, yo. 
them spaces be a little bit wild. So I, I've seen I've seen the title, you know, heats are frauds and, and and the whole nine, so forth and so forth. So that the emotions getting best of you, or just you know, me trying to get catchy to get people in there. But just your overall reaction, kind of the roller coaster season that has been for Miami. Um, well, um, I will say the lowest point I've ever been with Miami was against Brooklyn during the blowout. Um, I had a I had hmm. a I had a mental breakdown that night. I was getting packed up like crazy at, at least this season but overall the lowest point was when they when the, when the bucks swept them last season i mm. i couldn't even go out in the public seriously i couldn't even go in the, in the public it was bad but i will say this season is definitely been when the blog is broken because i was talking a lot of trash i had made a prediction that mine was going to pack them up it was just really really bad and you know there were people people were pulling receipts it, it got very very nasty so, um, and it, it just, it really hurt seeing them go out like that. I'm not going to lie. Um, the high, um, believe it or not, it was actually when Jimmy and Bam were out. I think Jimmy had missed, I want to say 18 games and Bam had missed 23 games. And it was Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero and company, and they were on a winning streak headed towards the second seed. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was a high for me because, again, that's displaying the next man mentality. There's not a lot of teams that can do that. You know, I think I think Phoenix can do that. Who's the number one seed in the West right now? Um, and I, I maybe a few like Memphis can do that. Um, but that's the only team I can think of. Like, look at the Lakers. I love Russ. Look at the Lakers. Like LeBron, yeah. you know, he's been in and out. Um, 80's been in and out. And when if when they're all three not playing, they can't even win a game. And even when they all weren't playing, they can barely win a game. So I think that 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 speaks to Miami's greatness. The fact that you can have your two best players out and be headed towards second seed of you know the East and now the number one seed. So um, I think the role players this year deserve the most credit. Tyler Hero, Kyle, and the role players they they definitely have gained a lot of respect in my eyes. But that was that's definitely been my high for sure. I think that's another another great answer, Joy. Because as I survey the team on you know another show that I do sometimes, we we spoke with another gentleman, Greg Solvender, Five Reasons Sports, and talked about Miami's player development and that to me i think is they're probably if not one <laughs> you know tied for one probably and when it comes to overall player development memphis is another great team that does that toronto does a great job etc cetera, etc cetera. the spurs back in the day and i think exactly what you were talking about a little while ago that like december january is sweat stretch when jimmy was out everybody was out and your seven was out there balling and getting double doubles and people were like, well, dang, why, yep. why didn't more people draft him? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think uh, my man Shin Goon in Houston was getting a lot of pops. So <laughs> your seven was like, nah, man, I'm the real one that you don't know here at that, at that five spot. And I think what Spo has done throughout the course of the year by able to get um, putting in, basically it's been plug and play. Um, this, this roster had Kyle guy on it for a little while. And he yes. came in and gave them, Buku minutes like it was just wild so to me i think as you alluded to that really is kind of the highlight to understand that anybody can get minutes on this team and anybody will give it to the other team the way that they don't want it to be gotten you know what i mean exactly. and I think that's an amazing amazing thing um let's transition a little bit now to kind of kind of what's going on with the team in, in its kind of present state so our guy morris has recently come back Oladipo was back as well too. When they've had, to, they've struggled a little bit to find their way into the rotation. Right. I think Bo was like, "All right, well, they're back. Let's let's, let's get them in here." Um, but it hasn't been a smooth, smooth ride. So they had to actually sit for the majority part of that winning streak. And then when they went to Toronto, those guys got to cook a little right. bit. 
So and he was what, cooking. Oladipo was cooking. He was yeah, yeah. He, he he's ready to rock on you know full systems go. He's like he's not afraid, and he wants to show that he's he ain't taking a minimum deal next year. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what he's trying to say. No event minimum is for me. But what what's your impression? I think of of guys like that who are just now kind of almost almost like a luxury for Miami. I mean, they're at the end of the bench, and but when they when they're called upon, they'll be ready to rock. Um, it's again, it's nothing but respect. You know, um, Duncan Robinson, he's struggling right now. Um, I believe in him though. Max Struess, you know, they're fighting, they're fighting each other for minutes right now, obviously. But you know, um, in general, Kyle Guy, you know, um, Omer Gertzevin, every single player, Gabe Vincent, all these guys, Max Struess, you know, he was the new guy, you know, at the beginning. And then look, he's now he's probably gonna be their starter. So again, it's just like I love the fact that Spo gives um everybody an opportunity to to, to prove them prove themselves and not only that but i do want to give credit to scouting and the front office and pat riley he is such a genius like the thing is this i remember doc river saying um he, he pretty much said he was like hey you know it, it pisses me off how, where like how he finds these guys like, where do he where do these guys come from and the thing is in my opinion i think that miami has the best scouting department in the league and i've said that several times because not only do they find hidden gems, but they find it for such like a good price. You know, even even with Pat Riley getting all a depot, he the Rockets got fleeced. You know, <laughs> so um, in general, I just feel like you know, as far as finding you know Vincent Strews, Yurtsevin, Duncan Robinson, because he went undrafted, they sure. do a really really good job, and they always find the right people there's been very very few people that i feel like wasn't heat culture everybody on the team right now is heat culture and i feel like in general you know i give a lot of credit to the front office but overall like i said every role player that has stepped up has hasn't has um they've they've definitely impressed me this year they've gained a lot of my respect and that's not easy to do so oh i, I know i know <laughs> <laughs> not easily impressed but when you ride you ride you ride for the lifetime and, and yep. i definitely can appreciate mm-hmm. that about you for sure so as we are closing out the season here with Miami, um, I said it was a little touch and go two weeks ago, and they've lost the number one seat for basically a day yeah. <laughs> they were able to, to regain it, so so to speak. Um, a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference, or it's quote unquote being said, a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference are trying to angle themselves and avoid certain teams um, that they may may not feel may be a great matchup, i.e. one being Brooklyn, especially, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll use your terminology, Brooklyn came and packed them up you know, mm-hmm. not too long ago. Uh-huh. So in your opinion, as they're, as they're pretty, I wouldn't say, I mean, I think they're going to get be the number one seed. I think they got to like win one more game. Um, and I think they're, they're assured that that spot, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think there is a team in the first round at the bottom there, at, you know, in that eight sevens potential, that could really upset Miami. Not just like, oh, you know, it'll be a tough matchup, but could really upset the Heat. I don't see anybody upsetting Miami, not even the Bucks. I genuinely feel like this year is Miami's year. The only, like, again, as far as upsets go, a lot of people think Toronto, um, no, they can't do <laughs> no, it. No, just no. Just no. Like, the thing is that Toronto is a is a good team. They're not I'm not gonna sit here and bash it. They're a good team. But they don't have the bright personnel to be a team like Miami. 
Um, and I I see Eric Spolster out coaching their Nick Nurse in that series. And a lot of Raptors fans won't like that because they love them some Nick Nurse, and I respect them too. But I see Eric Spolster out coaching Nick Nurse in that series. And not only that, but our bench is stronger. Um, our star power is stronger. And again, people believe that Jimmy and Bam aren't real stars, whatever they want to say. Well, those real stars got Milwaukee and Boston out of there in the bubble who had real superstars on the team. So that really means nothing to me. But as far as like upsets go, I don't see anybody upset in Miami, not Toronto. Um, I think in Brooklyn, you know, I, I, they're going to either get the, the seventh or eighth spot. And I see Miami beating them as well. And I did, the, here's the thing. It's crazy because even though Miami's the number one seed, I think that if Miami beats Brooklyn, it'll be it'll it'll appear as if Brooklyn got upset because people have yeah. this whole, you know, perception about Miami that they're frauds and that they're a bubble team and that they don't have any real stars. So, you know, they're always the underdogs. And look at Kevin Durant and Kyrie and they're Kevin Durant and Kyrie. So with that being said, I think that Miami would actually end up being the underdogs in that series because of their, their lack of stardom and people don't really believe in them. So um, but regardless, I don't see them getting upset at all. So that's that. I love it. Honestly, and really and truly. So, you know, you're you're sitting here, you heard it here first on the Believe in Heat podcast. So he says, Miami Heat are going to the NBA Finals. Ain't nobody East wants this. Yeah. They don't want it. Um, and, and I think it's I think it's a great way to feel about you about this squad because the one thing, you know, that that you've that you've touched on tremendously a lot is, you know, the the bench. And mm-hmm. Miami is super deep. And as we talked about a little bit earlier, the ability for anybody to kind of plug and play. So ain't nobody going to be scared, right? Like that's that's not something that you have to worry about. And I don't think Miami in any stretch of the imagination is ducking the Brooklyn Nets. My, like, no, not at like, all. They're, they're not ducking them. I do believe there are some other teams at the Eastern Conference <laughs> who may not want to be dealing with KD right. in the first round. But Miami does not appear to be one of them, despite even what happened, you know, a few weeks ago here, you know, when, when, when Brooklyn came in, you know, kind of rocked them out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So before we close, I'll let you get up out of here. Just kind of one more question when it comes to, to Miami's title run here in this season, as, as you see it. So you see them going to the Eastern conference finals and obviously getting out of the East. Now, again, Homerism aside, is this an NBA championship team? Is this like, they, will they be hosting the hosting up the Larry hoisting up the Larry, excuse me, up here in June. Is that, is that what is that what your predictions are? I believe they are a championship team. I've actually, you know, I've actually went back and forth with a, a few Heat fans this season because like, George, you're putting a target a target on our backs. Like, stop boosting that <laughs> Miami. You're gonna make us look bad. And I'm like, listen, I'm gonna tell you something really fast. Back in 2019, before the before the bubble even happened, before COVID even happened, I called Miami going to the finals. Not only that, but being the biggest threat to the Bucks. I did it on different podcasts. I made videos about it. And everybody said, you're crazy. You're delusional. You don't know basketball. I said, okay, we'll see. Word. And then what happened? They beat the Bucks. They beat Boston. They went to the finals. I don't want to hear none about no bubble. They were the better team that year. This is what I will say. The only team I see beating uh, Miami out the East is Milwaukee. But a huge difference from last year is that P.J. Tucker is now with us, not with them. And I feel like Giannis has improved. But in my opinion, the team got worse. Like, he's improved as a player, but the team mm-hmm. is not the same as last year. Miami has improved. They they improved from one to five from the starters to the bench. You know, and they, they and Oladipo is looking better. 
And people, I've I've heard, I've had combos with people about Oladipo, and they said if he it ends up looking even close to what he was at the right time, then you know Miami can win it all. And last, my last point is this: everybody was saying a few games ago, we we got blown up by Brooklyn. They were saying that you know Miami's cooling off the wrong time; they're going to lose their seed, they're going to do that, whatever. And all these other teams are heating up at the right time. Well, Boston just lost, um, you know, their center. Um, Philly, James Harden, you know, he's not even healthy. He looks really bad offensively. Um, Brooklyn is up and down. Nobody's consistent. No contender is consistent right now, in my opinion, in the East, except for Miami and Milwaukee. And Milwaukee has looked a little bit shaky as well in the past few games. With that being said, I feel like, in my opinion, that Miami is not only the best team going into the, to the playoffs, but the hottest team out the East as of now. So I think that's very, very important. And yeah, that's why I have him going to the finals. I absolutely love it. I love it. Um, before we let you get out of here, just tell the people anything that you're working on, where they can find you. Again, I want to thank you so much for, for rocking me, but you know, definitely give some plugs out here before we sign this week. <laughs> well, um, I'm definitely still in the Twitter. I've been on um, for about a year and some change, but I'm really, really new to Twitter spaces. Um, so please, you know, just check out my Twitter spaces. I, I try to host them at least two to, two to three times a week. But in the playoffs, look for my Twitter spaces in the playoffs because I might I might be hosting them every night and be talking a lot of trash to, to fans. <laughs> so that's number one. Number two, um, y'all can follow my Instagram. Everything is Jordy Angela. My YouTube Jordy Angela, my Twitter is Jordy Angela, and my Instagram Jordy Angela. And I'm also uh, working on uh, my interview series season two. Um, uh, and I'm going to, um, I'm changing the name, so I, it's going to be a little different now, but you can check out all of my interviews on YouTube as well. I've interviewed Sean Marion, Ryan Artest, just different players like that. So, um, be looking out for season two and yeah, um, that's about it for right now. Um, but yeah, I'm just ready for the playoffs. 100 ready for the playoffs well you're, you're definitely doing it big I said, <laughs> I, as i said in the beginning that those twitter spaces will be live so make sure you tap Thank in you. with the girl joy d'angela she's doing <laughs> amazing amazing things on twitter instagram tiktok youtube the whole nine yeah and she, she's rocking. So thank you so much, Joy, for joining me here for the first edition of Believe in Heat and the Heat Culture segment. Joy, you've been an amazing, amazing, amazing guest. Thank you so much. Uh-huh, no problem. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Anytime. So listen, I love to have conversations like that with people who are super passionate about their teams. Joy D'Angelo definitely brought the energy, and I hope that you all could feel it. Uh, you weren't able to see us, but we were on video, and she was super animated, super energetic, and excited about this Miami Heat basketball team. Um, and she believes. <laughs> she really does believe this Heat team has a chance to win the NBA championship. So anytime you can have that, that level of conversation with somebody, you definitely have to tap into it. So shouts to her. Make sure you follow her on all her social platforms, at Joy D'Angelo. That'll do it here for me, man. Again, I'm just, I'm I'm over, over overjoyed. I'm elated with what we've been able to do here in the first episode of Believe in Heat. Make sure you tap in with me at Shaw Sports NBA. And uh, yeah, man, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.